Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Harrison Agents to buy, sell, or rent in Tasmania. Search Harrison Agents today. Breakfast with Tim Payne and Brent Costello. 20 past 7, we love your text this morning. 0437 552 is how you can grab us on the Harcourts open line. Harcourts, more than just real estate professionals. A massive news day in the world of AFL yesterday, Timbo. Huge and day. one man that will break it down for us this morning is SEN Chief Sports Reporter Sam Edmonds. Sammy, welcome to the show. Brent, Timmy, good morning to you. Gee, I wish I was down there in God's country this morning, but I'll have to make do with a remote connection. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Good to have you on, mate. Uh, this is massive yesterday. Obviously, ta- uh, Taryn Thomas is Tasmanian, so a story we've been following closely down here. But uh, for North Melbourne to part ways with him after that 18-week suspension, how's it gone down over in your neck of the woods? Predictably, to be honest with you. And, and yeah, it was a big day yesterday. Geez, a big week. I mean, sometimes you get to a Friday, don't you? You just need to take a deep breath. And I feel like this has definitely been a deep breath sort of a week. So yesterday, finally the decision came down, ratified by the AFL Commission, it was the 18 weeks in the end, but that wouldn't have made any difference to North Melbourne, whether it was 18 or 8. In the end, as Sonia Hood, the president, said yesterday, he's just out of chances. So the North Melbourne Football Club have sacked him. He'll never play for North Melbourne again. He might not play AFL football again. There's more education programs that are about to be thrust in front of him. Something, guys, I think needs to be acknowledged that he hasn't always been as earnest in applying himself to as North Melbourne clearly would have liked. They've stood him down multiple times at Arden Street. So I don't think anyone can say that the football club hasn't done everything they possibly can to help, to nurture, to support, to ultimately change the behaviours of Taron Thomas. And sometimes you just run out of patience and you've got to turn your back on an individual to better face the other 40-odd people on your playing list. Yeah, it's unfortunate, that is for sure. Sammy, you touched on a little bit there. Do you see a world where he plays AFL footy again? Well, I personally don't, Tim, but the, people will differ on this. And I'm, I guess in the, in this game, AFL and world sport, there's an element of time heals all wounds. But as it sits at the moment, it's not like he's a, to compare misdemeanors. It's not, and, and that's an understatement, a misdemeanor with what he's been charged with, which is uh, treatment of women, poor behaviour of women, series of text messages, social media messages, photos and the like over a period of time. In fact, he's transgressed after he's already been put through education programs. And, and some of the language he has used is, uh, is seriously disturbing and disturbing to the club and the AFL. So it's not like he's a problem gambler. Like, I mean, I, I sort of think another club might delist, a club might North Melbourne might delist him and, and his talent is undoubted. Um, we all know that. Mm. Another club in another world might have been tempted to give him a chance. In fact, they thought about in the last trade period, multiple clubs dis- were weighing up whether to trade for Taron Thomas in the last exchange window and deemed it too big of a risk. Now we've had everything else piled on top of it. I just think when you've got big organisations like football clubs who have female members, they've got female board members. If another club was to take him on with eyes wide open, we know the the back catalogue of issues there, and he was to transgress again, can you imagine the blowback for that club? I think it'd be too Mm. big a risk and too significant. 
It's a sad story, isn't it, Sammy? I, I remember watching him dominate here for North Launceston, obviously before being drafted. Do, do you feel it's one of the biggest wastes of talent you've seen, I guess, in, in your time covering footy? Yeah, and add him to the list too, because, I mean, he's not on his own, is he? For a variety of reasons, no. we've seen players come and go. And this is the thing, and Tim's better than anyone here to explain it. Elite-level sport requires so much of an individual. You've got to be talented. You've got to have natural talent. You've got to have a work ethic. You've got to have the mental application. Everything goes into the mix. So Taron Thomas might tick two or three of those boxes, but the application and the professionalism and all the other things that we've spoken about already, he can't. So he, he can't fulfil his obligations as a professional footballer. And North Melbourne have tried. They've spent the better part of two years trying to get him right. In the end, they've had to cut him loose. And as I said, I don't think anyone can begrudge them that. No. Sammy, change of tact a little bit here. Election coming up. How closely are the AFL monitoring what's going on down here? And do you think there's nerves at AFL House? I don't know if there's nerves. All I know is that we asked Andrew Dillon this during the week. I had to ask him about Tasmania because I follow it pretty closely. And I said, does the ultimatum that Gillan McLaughlin, your predecessor, uh, in regards to the 19th loss in Tasmania remain? And that being, as we know, no roof stadium, no team. And he simply said... Yes. So if there's no Roo Stadium, the AFL wedded to the fact that there will be no team. I don't know if there's a reading between the lines and, and picking up on body language here, whether there's a, a, a sort of a, a shrug of the shoulders here that they think it doesn't matter what party gets in, Labor will support it. And maybe this is just the ultimate political football. Um, I do, though, think, and I, I'm a big fan of the, uh, the, what do you call it, the Mac Point 2.0 Stadium there um, yep. that's been designed, the $2.3 billion one. I love, geez, it looks good. I, th- I think I think that's long odds to get up at the moment. In the eyes of the AFL anyway, and some of the conversations I've had, I think that might be a bit too much and a bit too far. But they're still wedded to the Roo Stadium, Tim. And uh, if they don't get it and it doesn't get supported by government, then uh, then they're sticking to their guns over the licence. Sam Edmonds, SEN Chief Sports Reporter, is our guest on SEN Tassie Breakfast. Sammy, you know how the AFL works better than anyone just about. And you speak to people regularly. Labor keeps saying we will renegotiate this deal with the AFL if we get into power. Can you see the AFL renegotiating this at all? Bearing in mind it took us so long to get to this point with the 18 other clubs, some still aren't supportive of it in my view, but they've agreed to it. Can you see them renegotiating this at all? No, he poured cold water on that during the week, Andrew Dill. And again, this is just in a press conference setting. Who knows what goes on behind the scenes? But I think the deal is the deal. Now, the the original stadium we saw um, down there at Macquarie Point, the roof, the 23,000 seats, I think that's still the outcome the AFL will absolutely push for. And I don't think the breakdown is going to change in terms of the, the, the government contribution there. Uh, the federal contribution there and the AFL's long-standing decade-long commitment to football in Tasmania and the funding associated with that. I can't see it changing, but who knows? We're, we're trying to get our crystal balls out, aren't we, to, to predict the future. Um, I, I think it'll proceed. I, I've always been optimistic about it, and I, and I hope it does. I'm optimistic, but I'll tell you what, I'm getting nervous. I'm getting very <laughs> nervous. Uh, mate, what about Melbourne Footy Club this week? Um, it's been a big week there. Angus Brayshaw's retirement um, and more allegations in the Joel Smith case. What a week indeed. Where do you want to start? I mean, firstly, with Angus Brayshaw, the tears and the torment for him yesterday, a decision that uh, he certainly didn't see being made for him at 28 years of age. Again, add him to the list. We lost four players to concussion last year. Guys getting cut down in their absolute prime. So we can jump up and down and bemoan the fact that the game's getting soft and the rule changes and put netball bibs on and all those sort of Neanderthal-like comments that people make. But the game has to change. We can't sit here and just accept the fact that a 28-year-old star of the game is lost. 
to the game, an otherwise able-bodied player because of brain trauma. We can't sit back and accept that, can we? So uh, the scan results, though, for him I found interesting. He obviously underwent them after the qualifying final last year. But then his willingness, and it reads as though it's something that he's personally decided he wanted to do, to get a scan a week ago just to be sure, Tim, before he goes into battle, that everything's okay upstairs. And that scan result, compared to the first one, showed a deterioration of the brain. That's enormously concerning. And as much for the result as it is, well, what if he didn't have a player quite as aware and conscious of it all as Angus Brasher. We know he's, uh, his family links here through his uh, wife-to-be um, with concussion as well, that if he didn't have a player as conscious of the long-term effects, would they have even had the scan? Would they just go into play not knowing and not being fully aware of the risk? So uh, it's enormously concerning and, uh, and definitely uh, I watch this space going forward from the game. That's nothing new there. And in regards to, to Joel Smith, allegations of trafficking, well, it doesn't get much more serious than that, does it? And, and Melbourne absolutely vehemently sticking to their guns that they don't have a widespread drug culture. There's some anxiety and frustration down there. They're kept in the dark by the whole process by Sports Integrity Australia. How far does it go, guys? Do SIA then go to the 10th player on the list, the 20th player on the list? How far down the rabbit hole are they willing to go with the text messages that, that Joel Smith's allegedly sent? Uh, none, nothing in this space happens quickly. Um, so uh, I guess the added layer of uncertainty, anxiety is going to hang over Melbourne for some time. What an off-season they have had as a club. They Does have. the club get any access to who those text messages went to? No, they don't. I mean, they can ask the questions themselves, and, and I don't think that's something that they're willing to do at this stage, that is sit every player down on the list and interrogate them. They're uh, saying they're going to sit back, they're going to let the SIA investigation run its course. The AFL, the same. Andrew Dillon said their integrity unit would not get involved uh, concurrently and run parallel to the SIA one, so they're all sitting back at the moment. But, gee, the frustration with that would be immense. And someone like Max Gorn, the captain, is able to get up during the week and absolutely say categorically that uh, they don't have a widespread drug culture because they hang it on their hair testing guys that, that gets done. And even though they're not provided uh, a, a drug ladder, so to speak, and I know that's an inflammatory comment to make, but the AFL yeah. have one. So clubs do reach out from time to time to say, look, where do we sit on the, the hair testing side of things? And they've been told for 10 years, 15 years, that they are not a point of concern when it comes to the hair testing results. So that that is why the clubs say that they don't have a widespread drug culture, but uh, it'd have to be enormous concern down there at the moment. Fascinating stuff. We could talk about it all, all day, Sam. Edmund, you're on after us this morning, is that right? Well, what do you got coming up? Yeah, we've got the captain's run at, at 9 o'clock. I'm actually looking forward to chatting to Professor Alan Pearce, uh, a specialist in CTE and concussion research over here with everything to do with Angus Brayshaw. And Zach Bailey's going to join us from the Brisbane Lions. If we can get him on before his tea time up there, uh, big day of golf <laughs> coming up for Zach. But uh, hopefully we'll be all right, boys. Very nice. Sammy Eben with the captain's run coming up after us this morning here on SEN Tassie. Thanks for joining us, mate. Love your work, and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, lads. Enjoy. SEN Chief Sports Reporter Sam Edmund joining us this morning. We've got thousands of texts coming in this morning. The paper in the way, I can't see it. There's millions of them. Uh, We'll get to those shortly, but first, here comes new sport and weather for you on SEN Tassie Breakfast, powered by Kubota. Take on any job with Kubota's mowers, tractors, and land pride attachments.